the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. No matter what excuse, what option you can come up with that would separate you from God, the Apostle Paul, or God through the Apostle Paul, has an answer against it. And that's what we're looking at next, here on Abounding Grace. shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. It's been said that if you are going to kill off the body, you've got to start with the head. You can sink the body in water all day long, but until the head is drowned, well, you're really just getting wrinkles. Our head is in heaven. Rather difficult to sink him. Welcome to Abounding Grace. We invite you to join us today back in Romans 8, verses 31 through 39. If God be for us. Here's Pastor Gary in today's Abounding Grace. The Father was pleased to crucify him, not to spare him at all, for you. Listen, our hearts ought to be humbled. And if they're not, we've got a lot of printing, repenting to do in this congregation. If we hear that the Father did not spare his only Son, make that personal and apply it to yourselves. And if our hearts are not touched and we're sleepy and we're thinking, when is this sermon going to be over with? It just shows you we are in We are contaminated with sin and selfishness and the stupidity of our culture. We ought to be on fire, my friends. He crucified the Lord of glory, which is what it means when it says he delivered him up. He spared not his own son, but delivered him. And this is active. The father was not a passive spectator. He didn't say, oh, okay, I'll give you my son. No, he struck him down. The sword of justice, the father father himself welded. Do you think Herod could have welded that sword? Do you think Pilate could have welded that sword? No, not the Jews or the Romans. They were just the mockery of human justice that was going on. The real tribunal met in heaven that day. And the father struck down his beloved because he determined to be for his people mercy and love and grace. Our hearts ought to tremble when we hear this. We ought never to doubt God's love for us. Because if we do doubt God's love, we are spitting on the cross. And this is not just plain old sentiment. The only reason God can be for us is because he's satisfied. His justice on his son's back. 
The only reason God can be for us is because he, has, he was reconciled to us through the death and the suffering of his own son. And he did it. It's an amazing connection. Please don't miss it. How can I know if God is really for me? I mean, my troubles seem to be so big. Oh, beloved, just look at the cross. The Father could not spare His Son, but delivered Him up for our offenses. So when you're tempted and tried, when you are suffering, when you, as a weak child of God, you must think of what God did to His Son. There's this flow here. You've got to think about it. He did not spare His Son. He must love me. Because he didn't spare his son for my sake. Because I believe in his son. Oh, I know I'm a sinner. And I have nothing to gain God's favor or his approval. I'm just a sinner. But Jesus wasn't spared for me. He was delivered up for me. So believe, child of God, that God is for you. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Come to the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you're feeling tired and tested, you bring the name of the Lord Jesus Christ before the Father. But Father, don't merely hear my prayers. Don't really answer me. Don't encourage me because of anything in me. Look at what your Son has done. Bless your anointed your Holy One, and bless me in Him. So since God did this for us, He will surely take care of us and everything else that comes up. Don't ever forget that. He will never let anything into your life that will overthrow your faith, that will bring ultimate evil to your life. He will never let a temptation come without a way of escape. Never. If you don't find a way out of temptation, you aren't looking for it. Many times a temptation comes to our path and we aren't looking for the way out. We're looking for the excuse as to why we gave in. No, God is faithful. He crucified his son for us. And there will never come confusion without some guidance, some light, because light is sown for the righteous. There will never be tears that God himself will not wipe away. So we need to remember these things. We need to remember the gospel. It's no wonder that when we forget it, when we don't bring it to our minds and to our hearts throughout the day, when we forget that God the Father spared not his own son, but delivered him up, it is no wonder we are overwhelmed by our troubles. It is no wonder we stop praying and start worrying, that we stop trusting and start fearing. It's no wonder we look for something, maybe a little bit of pleasure from the world's fleeting pleasures, something, drugs, alcohol, promiscuous sex, to make us forget our troubles. But when we remember 
that God, Yahweh, I am who I am, the Holy One, the High and Lofty One, did not spare His own Son for us, fear and doubt must flee away. They have to, because this is what God has done for us. Now, do we ever understand or exhaust this kind of love? No, I I don't even understand it. But never for a moment must we doubt that God is for us and loves us. Do you lack something right now in your life? Maybe you lack wisdom. Maybe you've got a, a child issue. Maybe you have a financial issue. Maybe a marital issue. Maybe a work issue. We all have issues. Listen, man was born for trouble as sparks fly upward. And there is not a caveat that says, except for Gary Wagner, except for Alex Silvestri, except for John Jobolewski, except for Jesse Lee, there are no caveats. Do not be surprised at your troubles and your hardships and your afflictions. My friends, embrace them, for God is for you. And these weaknesses and in these trials, God is going to show us afresh, I am for you. Trust me. Look to me. Because I will never forsake you. No. I forsake my son on the cross so that you can have the surest confidence that I will never forsake you. So trust me. Believer, think on God's love. Stop thinking so much about your troubles and about your problems. Think on what God has done. Think on what he promises to do for you in his son. Then at least your problems will be put in perspective. And you'll draw from God's strength and wisdom by looking to him to respond to those troubles in a wise way that doesn't make them worse. A lot of people think, well, this is just all pietism. It doesn't help me with the concrete. Really? I mean, I need like five principles to solve this issue in my life. Oh, no, you don't. But the number one principle is, and most people never think of, I need to come humbly before God to worship Him. And I need to relinquish any claim or right for Him to make my life better. In fact, I need to confess, Lord I deserve for you to make my life worse. I deserve for you to make my health worse. I deserve for you to make my work situation worse. For if we are really going to speak the truth here, I don't deserve to have anything better than it is. But actually for everything to be worse than I can even imagine. Oh, beloved, come to God with that spirit with that brokenness, with that humility, without the American God, my Santa Claus, God, my genie, God, my cure of everything that bothers me, God, my life for dummies. Get that out of your thinking and out of your heart. It is not piety, that is poison, because it teaches us against the very first mark of true sonship. Not my will, O Lord, but yours be done. 
Not my will. Not what I want. Not what I think is best for me. Not what I think I have to have. But your will be done. Come to God like that. And then you have the first thing you need for whatever you're going through. And what is that? God is for me. I'm in the hospital. God is for me. I lose my job. God is for me. Look what he has done for me. To his son. He didn't spare him. He delivered him up. So you will rejoice. But God is going to make sure we're not rejoicing. Unless we are rejoicing in the right thing. And that is in his mercy and in his grace to us. I want to make two last points in closing. This will be a little theological for just a minute, but it's going to be very practical, I assure you. I think this phrase here, for us all, is meant to tie this up with the cords that are just so strong that nothing can break them, but have just completely eaten the heart out of this confidence that God is for us by their views of the cross. If we fall into the air of thinking... Jesus died for every single solitary person who ever lived without exception, then our confidence flies out the broken window of bad theology. Us all has to be defined by the context. Who is us all? Verse 32. It is everyone who has been talking about, that he's been talking about already in verses 29 and 30. Those who are foreknown, predestined, called, justified, glorified. And then afterwards, verse 33 says, God's elect. And then verse 36, the sheep. And I could go on and on here, but the point is, this all doesn't refer to everyone without exception, because if it does, some of those people are in hell right now. But God did not spare his own son for them. They are all in hell anyway. Oh, well, they're in hell because they didn't believe the gospel. Well, of course, duh. Everyone who is in hell is there because they rejected the gospel. Or God never gave them the gospel. So this is obvious. And it doesn't help us any. We, what we often miss in these discussions of free will and the nature of the cross, now listen to me, is that we may not, and we do to our peril say, that some for whom Jesus died go to hell? Think on this. If he was their substitute, as the preposition here clearly implies, then he delivered up for us all in our place. He paid the ransom price for their redemption if he wasn't spared, and that they're finally lost anyway. This not only insults his sufferings, But it leaves us without the very confidence that this passage is intended to give. That the cross would then give us this confidence. This fact that God did not spare his son but delivered him up. Would not give us assurance that God is for us. Because some of those people for whom he did that we know on this theory then perish. And, of course, most of the adherents of this theory of universal atonement or free will type of philosophy say most people perish. Then what are we thrown back on? 
well, I've got to make sure in my heart of heart of heart of hearts, I really, 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 really believe. It's not about me. God did this part. I've got to do my heart part. God did some of the work. I've got to do a little bit of the work. But that is utterly opposed to the whole flow of the argument of this passage. Because what gives us the confidence that God is for us is that he has done all the work already. He chose us. He called us. He justified us. He did not spare his son in the least, but he delivered him up for us all, his elect, his people, those who believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So be careful with these phrases, my friends. This is why there has been so much arguing about these things in the past. It is because there is a huge amount at stake with this. Either we have confidence in the cross or we don't. Either our confidence is in the cross plus something else or our confidence is what God has done exclusively in his son because he did pay the penalty in full. And none for whom he laid down his life can ever perish or be plucked out of his father's hands. That should be so encouraging to you. Because I believe that everyone for whom the son of God laid down his life will be saved. Everyone. I believe at the end it will be more who will be in his kingdom than those against him. Because... He must have preeminence in all things. Everyone for whom he laid down his life, the penalty is paid in full. Reconciliation is achieved. Redemption is purchased and it is secure. Therefore, our faith and our hope are also secure. Now notice the end of the verse. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? I'll make this very simple. God already gave you the greatest gift. And he will certainly give you the lesser. You see, Jesus is the pearl. He's the treasure. He is the yes and the amen of God. God already gave us his son. He already cleaned out his treasury. And he gave us his son. Everything else we need, we need. Not everything else we want but everything else we truly need. This life, the life to come, life, death, Jesus is the yes and the amen. And our Father will surely give it to us. Notice the phrase there in verse 32. He shall he not with him. You don't say that about dead men. There is a clear transition here, I think, to resurrection and glory. Last week I said we need to close with Jesus, making sure of your interest in him and justifying righteousness. That I am looking to the Lamb of God for my obedience because I can't give any in myself. I am disobedient. And for my cleansing, I can't atone for my sins. Only he can. But we have to close with him every day for everything else. Everything has been deposited in Jesus. He has dominion over all things. He, not Washington, D.C. That's why we don't pray to Washington. We don't pray to our elected officials. We pray only to one because Jesus Christ holds everything in his hands. Having suffered and died, having obeyed his father even unto death, 
The Father has highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every name. And to him every knee will bow and every tongue confess and he will have preeminence in all things. He owns all things. He directs all things and controls all things. So if you're going to have anything, you've got to come to him. So, are you coming to him? Do you need help in your home? Do you need help in your relationships? Do you need wisdom to distinguish truth from falsehood? Do you need wisdom like when we need to keep our mouth shut? Too much gossip here, as it is just about, in just about every church I've ever been in. Too much gossip, too much talking, too much assuming you know what you don't know. Where do you get the strength to tame what you cannot tame, which is the firebrand between your teeth? What does that strength, where does that strength come from? You get it only from Jesus. And you need to go to him directly to obtain and to receive the things we need so that we can serve him. God says, I've already given you my son, so come to me through my son and I will give you. I will give you whatever else you need. Now, it's not probably going to be on your timetable. It's not going to be in the color you want it in, perhaps, because we have already learned in verses 25 and 26 that we really don't have any idea what to even pray for. So if you think God is not answering my prayers, just remember when you say that, that you didn't know what to pray for to begin with. And God is not obligated to answer our ignorance. But he does know what is best for us. And he certainly knows how to help us. And he does invite us and say, I've already given you my son. So keep coming to him, to me through him. This is one thing. There's one thing about faith that's very different than what we commonly conceive of it today. Faith is not. I've got some general thinking that there was someone named Jesus and he died on a cross out there. Faith is not. I've got these religious ideas that just are just kind of swirling around in my mind. There is one way to distinguish true faith from a false faith. There is one way to distinguish true faith from polite religiosity. And that is true faith lays hold specifically on the person of Jesus Christ. That is how you know your faith is real. Not, well, I've got some religious notions. And occasionally I say, dear Lord, help me. If that is all there is in your life, you will go to hell. I promise you, you will go to hell. Because real faith does not rest in platitudes and general religious notions of God. It lays hold of Jesus Christ the one whom God did not spare and the one whom God delivered up. We draw from him everything that we need. Are you? Because he has everything you need. He owns it all. He owns everything because he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. So draw everything from Jesus Christ, the resurrected son of God and the savior of sinners. Faith does not rest with, hey, you up there, Oh, God, if you'll hear me, 
No faith lays hold of Jesus, my Lord and my God, my Savior, Jesus, my King, Jesus, my forgiver, Jesus, my cleanser, Jesus, my healer, Jesus, the lover of my soul, Jesus, my shepherd, Jesus, my guide, Jesus, my bread, my wine, my water. Everything is in him, beloved. Do you lay hold of him? Are you laying hold of him? Then speak to him. Call upon his name. Confess your sins. Don't rest like so many tragically do today in shallow, vague notions of these things. The glory of God in this world and in the nation depends upon the church recovering clear views of the gospel so that we can say again, these are marvelous things. What shall we say to them? Come and learn of them. But we're never going to if we do not feel overwhelmed by God's love and grace as sinners. Amen. Well, this has been Abounding Grace with our teacher and pastor, Gary Wagner. The ministry of Reformed Heritage Church here in San Jose. As always, it's a delight spending time with you here in God's Word. And if today's program has been especially helpful to you, we'd love to hear about it. Would you take a moment and contact us? Let us know how the program is encouraging you in Christ. It would mean a great deal to us. From time to time, we'd like to know how the program is being used by God. And that would be a great gauge for us. A quick letter or a phone call. Here's how to contact us, 408-866-5607. That's our phone number, 408-866-5607. Or you can write to us at PMB, that's PMB number 402, 1484 Pollard Road, Los Gatos, California. The zip code is 95032. Again, that's PMB for post mailbox, number 402, 1484 Pollard Road. Los Gatos, California, 95032 is the zip code. If you'd like to know more about Reformed Heritage Church of San Jose or Pastor Gary Wagner and Abounding Grace, you can visit our website, reformedheritage.org. That's reformedheritage.org. And leave us an email when you stop by. Let us know you paid us a visit. You're also welcome to, again, call. That phone number is 408-866-5607. If you'd like a copy of today's program, by the way, mention today's date when you contact us and we'll get a copy out to you. The cost is $5. And any amount you send above and beyond cost of resource materials will go right back into the radio program as this is a listener-supported ministry. We're able to continue our daily presence here on this station as you continue to support us financially and prayerfully. We appreciate your help in this endeavor. Thank you again. For further information, reformedheritage.org or 408-866-5607. Until next time, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.